And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Ruth Ellen Gruber is an American journalist, author, editor, and researcher. Her book, Jewish Heritage Travel, A Guide to Eastern Europe, was first published over 25 years ago and is still considered the most complete Jewish travel guide to the region. We first learned about Ruth and a bit about her work last year in an episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage dealing with dark tourism, which involves travel to places historically associated with death and tragedy. Ruth's work, however, sheds light on Jewish heritage sites with the goal of keeping alive the memory of Jewish life in Europe through the restoration of physical reminders. Last week, we spoke with Ruth Ellen Gruber about her early career as a foreign correspondent in Europe, her run-in with the communist government in Poland during the time of Solidarity, and her travel guide. In part two of our two-part interview, we discuss her other books, a website she collates with information about Jewish heritage sites in Europe, as well as her work in Ukraine. So, Ruth, you're American-born, but you have roots in Eastern Europe. Where, does your, where do your ancestors hail from? My father's parents came from uh, the village, and then they moved to the town, which today is in Romania. It's oh. in the Bukovina uh, area. When they when they left, it was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Oh, okay, yeah. But today it's in Romania. And my mother's grandparents came from a village that today, I mean, yes, I guess it was in Polish lands, but Poland didn't exist on the map when they left. They okay. left in the 1880s. Okay. And the town, Calvaria, is now the border town in Lithuania with Poland. Okay. But, you know, Poland did not exist as a as a state right. at, at the time they left. Right, right. And um, so both of my mother's parents were born in the United States, and my father was born in the United States, but his parents were born in this Okay this uh, area that's now right. northern Romania. So, okay, so yeah, so you're American, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay, um, so last year you you had a, a lecture in Lviv. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was you know kind of how we found out about, about you and connected with you and did that piece on dark tourism last year. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about your work in Ukraine. Um, my first trip to Ukraine came in 2006, when I was researching the latest edition of Jewish Heritage Travel. And I traveled extensively through, I guess, Western Ukraine as far as Kiev and down, you know, Chernivtsi, but mostly in Western Ukraine because that's where most of the Jewish heritage sites are, historic ones. Mm-hmm. And then in 2008, I was invited to give the keynote talk at a conference organized uh, by what was then the new Center for Urban History in Lviv. And my my talk grew out of a book that I had published in 2002 called Virtually Jewish, Reinventing Jewish Culture in Europe, about the involvement of non-Jewish people with Jewish culture, Jewish heritage, Jewish traditions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so at this conference, or I guess after this conference, Several of us sat around and discussed, you know, what were the possibilities of rediscovering or, let's say, re-evoking or 
bringing to the fore, sort of recapturing the Jewish history of Lviv, because Lviv, you know, before the war was roughly one-third Jewish, one-third Polish, one-third Ukrainian, Mm -hmm. but the Jews were killed, the Mm -hmm. Poles sent away, and most of the population by now were newcomers who came in from the East. And this history sort of, you know, it was hidden history in a Mm way, uh, especially to people who didn't have their roots there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we had long discussion about how to commemorate the Jewish history, what to do, and this led to the design competition for commemorative memorials mm-hmm. at three Jewish historical sites in Lviv. The downtown area, the site of the synagogues, space of synagogues, mm-hmm. the um, Yanovsky camp, and the one part of the old Jewish cemetery that has not been built over. Most of the cemetery is built over by the Krakowski market. Yes. But there's a place oh. by the former Jewish uh, hospital which hasn't been built over. And so I was on the international jury for this competition. So I was back in Lviv at the end of 2010 to to choose the winning designs for this, along with, uh, I can't remember how many other people were on the jury, but I think there were three of us who were sort of representing Jewish interests, you know, to make sure things accorded with, with tradition or halakhic or Jewish law or whatever. Sure. And then since then, I've been in, you know, in close contact with, um, with the Center for Jewish History and with other people in Lviv. And then I've been back a couple other times to travel or to give the lecture like I did last summer. I was back for the dedication of the spaces of synagogues, which was so far the only one of the three sites where the monument has, has been um, at least almost completed. Mm-hmm. And I took part in a conference there. And Last year, I was very happy to be able to travel around for a few days after my lecture to to revisit sites, to update, to see what's been going on. And the information um, of, I guess, the the work that you do at these sites and the restoration and all that is on your website that you coordinate, right? It's Jewish Heritage Europe. Yes, I, I run the website Jewish Heritage Europe, which is a project of the Rothschild Foundation, Hanadiv Europe. And let's see, I've been doing this since 2012. You know, the work I've done in U- Ukraine is either on that website, but the work I did prior to this website going online can be found elsewhere. In, in my book, in the latest edition of Jewish Heritage Europe, where I have a whole chapter on Jewish heritage in, uh, in Ukraine, and also on a Jewish heritage blog I keep, and then I wrote articles based on my trips and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think the latest information is, is on um, the, the space of synagogues, and I think there's the video of my lecture last year in Lviv is up online, and I think I yes. put it on the Jewish Heritage Europe website. Yes, it's there, and it's on your blog as well. So uh, can you give us the um, addresses online? So the Jewish Heritage Europe website is jewish-heritage-europe.eu. And this website is, I would say, the most comprehensive portal to up-to-date news and information and insight mm-hmm. about Jewish heritage and Jewish heritage issues in 48 countries. There's a, a news feed every other day, or sometimes more, I post or articles about what's happening with projects or cleanups or photo essays about Jewish heritage sites. But there's also resource information and and static 
information mm-hmm. on individual sections for, for all the 48 countries, as well as photo galleries and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I have a personal website, which is ruthellengruber.com. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, people always ask me, would there be another edition of the Jewish Heritage Travel book? Mm-hmm. And as I said, the, the latest edition came out already 11 years ago, mm-hmm. 2007. Mm-hmm. And I, I basically said no, because things change too fast sure. to keep up. And so I started a blog, jewish-heritage-travel.blogspot.com, to try to update what was in that book. Mm-hmm. And I kept it going quite actively for quite some time. Now that blog is somewhat dormant because I put most of my energy into putting what I would put on that blog, I put on the Jewish Heritage Europe website. Sure, okay. And there's, you know, there's Facebook pages and mm-hmm. Twitter and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's um, that's great. Congratulations on on this project. What you know turned out just from your your curiosity and starting to chronicle, uh, make a diary of of places that you visited what some thirty years ago. It's so um, illuminating to find out how much was lost. It, it, I just oh, yeah. I shudder to think, Ruth. What would the world be like now? if the Holocaust hadn't happened? If is a big question. And unfortunately, the Holocaust did happen. And in Eastern Europe, it was followed by repressive regimes, which also tried to suppress Jewish culture, Jewish practice, and all of that. In much of the time in communist countries, Jewish culture, Jewish heritage, it was was basically a taboo subject. And with the democratic changes, that took place in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, that really sort of opened up the door to what we all had hoped and hoped still would be an honest discussion of these issues and what happened and what can be done. It allowed people to practice the religion freely again. Mm-hmm. It allowed people like the, the person whom you mentioned to discover their, their past, their, their roots, mm-hmm. and to act on it. You know, I remember in the 1990s, in Poland, this is a very common situation in Poland for people to discover that they're Jewish Hmm. when they're adults, Hmm. or that they have Jewish roots or something. And for many people in the 1990s, it was a real trauma, because it had been such a sort of taboo thing, and the memory, and also the the reality of anti-Semitism is still, Mm -hmm. you know, still basically everywhere, Mm -hmm. to one degree or another. Mm -hmm. It was a trauma for a lot of people, and in the 90s in Poland, there was even a sort of SOS hotline was set up for people that they can call if they found out wow. that they had Jewish background, wow. how, what they should do, <laughs> how to act. There was no internet then. Right. You know, now, it's, now it's a lot easier. You can go online and sort of personally, in, in the mm-hmm. privacy of your home, basically try to work out certain things mm-hmm. and also find groups of people on social media and and connect. You mm-hmm. can connect in ways that were very, very difficult, if not impossible, even 20, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of positive things that have happened, but, you know, there's a lot of negativity out there still, too. Sure. Well, thank you so much for for your time, for sharing all this information, for the work that you do and continue to do. Thank you so much. Sure. Thanks for talking. 
Ruth Ellen Gruber, American journalist, writer, editor, and researcher, now living and working in Europe. She's the author of Jewish Heritage Travel, A Guide to Eastern Europe, Upon the Doorposts of Thy House, Jewish Life in East Central Europe, Yesterday and Today, and other books. As well, she runs the Jewish Information Portal website, Jewish Heritage Europe. You can follow her and her work there, as well as at her personal blog, ruthellengruber.com. I'm Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.